Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, yeah, DJ Clue, DJ Clue, Death of Storm, Storm, The Rock, The Rock, The Rock. This shit right here, The Rock Army, Dame Dash presents, The Dream Team niggas, niggas, Word, Word. Time after time. Sup y'all? Yo, this is Dame Dash, CEO. Here to welcome y'all to the Dream Team. What y'all niggas thought I was gonna rap? Never. I'm just a little mad at niggas coming at my neck like my teammate the best in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like we ain't got B, Cam, J, Bleak, Freeway. Make corpses, they kids. 
freeze old sparks at Mac Mitten. I'm 95 South, no doubt, Mac flipping. I stack chips in, I'm sack sipping. Louis Vuitton loafers, hat dripping. I go retrieve a duck, tell her proceed and stuff. I don't just beat my cases, I beat them up. My lawyer eat them up, her bars behind me. I'm glad they didn't stop that car behind me, shit. It had three felons, gun shooters, no. 50 cal, ACP, Bazooka Joe. Don't be stupid, though. I get still a man. I'm for real, man. Yeah, still a kid. Uh, that bitch. Tom Watson, along with the process, 
of uh, selecting the team and said that the process put them in a position to fail far too often. Well, that didn't happen this go-around. For at Hazeltine Golf Club in Minnesota, the U.S. team were so dominant, they swept every session for the three days of the competition, including dominating the singles, which is normally where they dominate at every year for the Ryder Cup. Uh, this was going to be your chance to try to get their fourth straight victory and retain the cup, but they never really had a chance. Uh, so, again, congratulations to the U.S. Ryder Cup team. The Ryder Cup, the gold trophy, comes finally comes back home to the United States for two years, and the next time that it will be contested will be 2018, and it will be contested over in, in Europe. So, again, congrats to the U.S. Ryder Cup team for bringing the cup back home. Um, story number two, another golf story, has to do with one of the most unique and polarizing characters in golf, and that would be John Daly. Now, anybody who follows golf, even casually, has seen the news headlines that this man has created in his time as a professional golfer, from his maiden victory at the 1991 PGA Championship at Crooked Stick, as well as his 1995 Open Championship victory in a playoff at St. Andrews. But they've also seen all his lows, being on the court, on the course, and seen violently shaking, like he's going through withdrawals, the numerous divorces, the gambling debts, and even talk of drug use. Well, now people can really see all that has encompassed John Daly in a new 30 for 30 special that is getting ready to air. Uh, that's getting ready to air on November the 1st. Uh, the new 30 for 30 uh, special called Hit It Hard um, will chronicle the life and career of John Daly. Uh, they played a there's a a trailer that has been released, and you can find it on ESPN's website, showing the uh, previewing these series, which will be a 50-minute series film um, in late 50 minutes, and it will premiere on November the 1st at 8 p.m. on ESPN. So that is going to be a documentary that I look forward to seeing. I mean, I basically follow a lot of what John Daly has gone through and done. But it'll be um, it'll be interesting to see how it's all brought together into this 50-minute uh, documentary film. Uh, John Daly actually is actually getting ready to uh, play continue playing on the Champions Tour, which is the 50 and over uh, circuit, because he is now 50 years of age, um, and because of his two major championships, he is now you know he gets a spot. On the Champions Tour, so good luck to him. But that's coming. That is coming up uh, in a month from now at 8 p.m. on uh, ESPN. And the final story in the Quick Three has to do with the one and the only Alberto Del Rio, now known as Alberto Del Patron, uh, real name Alberto Rodriguez. Um, this has. Uh, this, uh, earlier this week, uh, Rodriguez or Del Rio was supposed to be a part of a Triple A event in Mexico, but he no-showed the event. 
Now, originally, uh, organizers put out a release uh, uh, spelling out their disappointment and Del Rio not making the uh, appearance, uh, but it, it came to light on October the 3rd as to the reason why uh, Rodriguez did not attend the AAA event uh, that was supposed to take place on October the 2nd. The reason being, he was assaulted and stabbed by some by a criminal with a knife outside of a restaurant he was eating at um, shortly before his flight. Uh, El Patron was, uh, suffered multiple lacerations on his arm and other parts of his body, defending against uh, the person uh, as police were called by witnesses. This is according to um, representation from uh, El Patron that was posted on Instagram along with, a ver- with graphic photos of the injuries that he suffered. Uh, they would go on to say, quote, Mr. Rodriguez received medical attention and went back to the police department and was unable to make his flight. Mr. Rodriguez has spoken to the ownership of Lucha Libre AAA Worldwide and given him documentation of the incident. Mr. Rodriguez greatly regrets not being there yesterday for his fans in Mexico and promises to everyone he will make this up as soon as possible. Despite the graphic lacerations, Mr. Rodriguez will not miss any of his shows for the remainder of the year and is ready to compete this weekend in the U.K. And, like I said, you can go on his um, Instagram. Um, you can just search his Instagram and you can see the uh, photos. It, it, it does look a little bit uh, nasty what uh, of the injuries he suffered. But, yeah, that's what happened to him and why he ended up missing his uh, scheduled appearance at Lucha Libre AAA Worldwide in Mexico. And uh, that is your quick three for this evening. Well, damn. Uh, Prayers out to Alberto Del Rio. It's it's sad, man, because he's like the second former WWE star that got stabbed in the past week. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Jamie Noble, another one that was um, injured um, in an an assault from somebody via stabbing, um, and he's also doing very well, thankfully. Um, And just wanted to add another uh, breaking news story that broke earlier today. Uh, I didn't add it because I'd already had the quick three picked out, and this story broke earlier this afternoon that well, this is kind of not really a shock, but uh, Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella are expecting their first child come spring of 2017. Uh, the news broke on uh, WWE's um, WWE Network and on WWE.com that they are expecting their first child. Uh, Brie actually told E! News in an interview in advance of the premiere of Total Bellas, which is tonight, Quote, it has always been a dream of mine to become a mother. Now that it is finally real, it fills me up with so much happiness. I can't wait to see my husband, Brian, be a father to our child. I am so excited for this new chapter in our lives. Uh, Daniel, uh, Daniel Bryan also added, the day we found out, I just couldn't stop smiling. We are so excited to be parents. Every time I look at Bree's stomach, I'm amazed that there is a little life in there. So, best wishes and congratulations to Bree and to Daniel, Brian Danielson. 
on the announcement that they are going to become parents. And I only have this to say in congratulatory way to the two. Yes, yes, yes. All right, then congratulations to both. And, oh, wow, we already have a caller on. 1027, welcome to the Skybox. Everybody on the line. What's up, everybody? It's Coach Crixus. Uh-oh, I knew that. I, I recognize the number. What's going on, Coach? Nothing much, man, nothing much, man. I'm out here doing some scouting, you know. We got a... Uh, Got some words that need to be said. Got a one-on-one team meeting a little later. Uh, I'll keep you updated on that, though. Okay, okay. You actually about to kick off in the wrestling, sir. Oh, perfect, perfect. Well, here's how I want to kick it off. Did anybody see Bound for Glory this past Sunday or any time this week? I caught it. some pieces, not all. I did. I didn't watch it Sunday, but I caught it the following day. Man. Let me, let me, can, let me oh. give you my thoughts. Let me give you my thoughts. I'm going to give you my thoughts real quick. I'm going to be real, real quick with this. I was very, very, very surprised at the quality of the pay-per-view. I honestly was seriously expecting... A shit show. I honestly was. I was expecting a shit show, and I actually got a quality pay-per-view. I was 100% shocked. The pay-per-view was actually good. It was actually good. I actually want to start watching TNA again, just on the strength of how good that pay-per-view was. I was really shocked. Uh, I th- I think I think I think I think I'm sorry. I-, I think part of being so shocked or what made it seem better or what made it seem you know in previous TNA pay per views is they focused on the wrestling. There wasn't outside of Broken Matt Hardy, of course. There weren't any crazy storylines, you know. Like it was a it was a wrestling show. It was, it was. Man. So, though that 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 war that that great war was absolutely freaking amazing. Though that, like, I swear to God, Broken Matt Hardy is life right now. <laughs> he is life. I don't care what anybody says. Delete, that dude is life. Delete, obsolete. Damn right. I would say, I, 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 I say that the whole match. Like, I'm sorry, Broken Matt Hardy is the best thing. Is the best thing in wrestling right now. I'm sorry. It's just no other way to put it. Like, he was really that entertaining. <laughs> he's white I mean, right he's now, really dude. The reason, like, I... He's the reason I watch. He's unbelievable. And then Jeff Hardy, Brother Nero, that is, man, let me tell you something. That is, a, that is the funniest shit that I've ever witnessed. It, it, you know, it's funny, but it's also just, it's like, it's like a car wreck. You don't want to look at it, but you can't help but stare at it. <laughs> it's just, it's just amazing. 
I mean, it is, though. <laughs> but, uh, uh, hey, I ain't gonna lie. See, I, uh, overall, my thoughts on Down for Glory, it was a great review. I There's nothing you can take away from what TNA did. I mean, they really put on a great show. I mean, I'm, to say that I'm surprised, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's about for glory. I don't remember the last time they they really dropped the ball on that pay-per-view, per se. But, yeah, I mean, it was, overall, it was a great show. Yeah, I just, I'm, I was... I, I was shocked. I really thought it was going to be a shit show, and it turned out it was actually an amazing. It was actually an amazing show, and like the main event, a lot of people like kind of hated on the main event. I didn't. I liked the story that um, Lashley and and EC3 told. They told a great story. You know, they told a story. They told a great story of a dominant champion who was taken to his limit. By someone who's a former two-time heavyweight champion, you know what I'm saying? So it's 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 it was a great it, it was a great storytelling match. Um, the exhibition championship was high octane, high action. Like I've always like I remember the exhibition being. Um, like I said, that tag team match, that great war was absolutely freaking entertaining. I, I enjoyed every minute of it. Um, seeing Cody Rhodes and Brandy up in, in, in the impact zone and the and the pot he got, dude. Like I had goosebumps. I was like, see, that's the way Cody Rhodes should be treated. The grandson of a plumber should be treated just like that. And I it was just it was amazing. Like I said, top to bottom, that that and and then Gail Kim going into the Hall of Fame and then shortly after going into the Hall of Fame, women winning her sixth uh knockouts championship. Um, I don't like. I I just think that overall it was just a great. It was a very good night, uh, very good event, and I just hope that with the news that ha- that uh, was uh, reported early about TNA, hopefully that it only leads to to better things. Honestly, yeah. I hope it does too, because I mean, TNA is showing that they can put out a good product. Despite having what Bischoff and Hogan did to the product, but they're they're showing that they can still put out a good product. Hopefully, things will go well with TNA, where they can actually get on, where they can get back to where they were right before 2010. And the major right. thing about about TNA right now, though, they're doing all of this, having these great matches. Without, without the originals, no AJ, no Joe, no Eric Young, no Robert Roode, no Austin Aries. I would say Jay Lethal, but they didn't treat Jay Hogan didn't treat Jay Lethal right. But um, they're doing all of this without those names. I mean, yeah, they do have some big na- some known names from WWE. Like the Hardys and like Cody Rhodes, like uh, Damian Sandow. I mean, they have they have those names. Oh, and Brodus Clay. Nah. But I mean, I'm just I'm just like they're doing this without really 
really the the faces that made them popular. And it's amazing. Right. So I just I want to get both of your takes. If, if, if the coach is still on, I want to get both of your takes okay. on the news that broke. Okay. I want to get your t- both of your takes, both of you guys' take on the news that broke earlier as well that TNA has sold their entire video library to WWE and that Billy Corgan has now become the majority owner of TNA and is planning to repackage um, the the entire federation. I want to get your you guys' take on that news. Well, can, can I can I kick it off? Go ahead. Hey, what? Uh, um, one, it doesn't make Dixie look good at all. Um, I'm not sure if you saw that they had the report about her having the meeting with the locker room, pretty much telling them everything opposite of everything that you just said. Uh, say everything's good, everything's in the up and up. Like, like, pretty much if that report is true, and I didn't know how accurate that was about WWE buying the library, but I wonder, my thing when I saw that was, what is WWE going to do with it? Seeing how they they never they don't acknowledge TNA, like they don't you know. I I just want to know like what's WWE's next move with it? Like if you know if Billy Corgan changes things up, does that mean like TNA is going to be a little different to where Vince can do something with that? Or like I do want to see and also first thing I thought about is him owning that library. How does that impact? the roster as far as him having connections with the TNA locker room, you know, guys in contracts, you know. I mean, I well, would love this. Has... Well, it's my understanding. I would, I would assume that if they bought the entire TNA uh, video library, that most likely is going to become available on the WWE Network to watch. Most likely, I mean that would be the only assumption I could. That's the only thing I could assume about this about this transaction is that they will make it as more wrestling material to have available on the WWE network. I mean, you already got AWA and stuff like that available on there. A lot of the old school stuff, so they'll probably you know have that available, including like the time when they had weekly pay per views and and things like that. But go ahead with what you were saying. No, I was saying, like, you know, as far as with the rosters and all that, having, you know, those connections. Like, I know Abyss has always said he's wanted to be loyal to TNA, but I would love to see, like, a, some Bray Wyatt. Like, just just imagine how that, how that would go, or them two actually teaming up together. Or, like, I just want to see how that would affect. And also with, uh, you know, Damien Sandow and Cody Rhodes and all that. So, you know. Yeah, uh, I mean, and just going back to what you were saying earlier, they do still have an, an original still on the roster, and that's Abyss. Abyss is still on the roster, and he's an original. So they have one. Yeah, that, yeah, that Gail is. Kim is a second. One, you have one, and Gail Kim is a second. So you have two originals that are still on the roster. But, I mean, what, I'm, what I said about what I was saying was, I mean, it's, most, it's, not, it's mostly newer talent that they brought in, opposed to the originals that's been pretty much carrying them for most of their ex- existence. 
Right. I mean, Gail Kim and Abyss are originals, but I mean, they're not. They're, I don't know. I mean, they're not the same. They don't have the same star power that AJ has, or Samoa Joe has, or Root, Bobby Root has, or Austin Aries has. Even Eric Young. I mean, I ain't, I'm not taking away nothing from Gail Kim. I mean, she's a great wrestler, not just a great women's wrestler, a great wrestler, but. Those names that I those names that I named really stand out more in the wrestling world. I mean, they're more well known. I mean, if anybody people who don't watch TNA wouldn't know who this was. True. I mean, other names they were they were names. A lot of those names were names before TNA. I mean, AJ and Joe ran through. Hell, AJ, Joe, Austin, they ran through Ray Lawana. True. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. But I, I, and then, I, do, um, I do want to uh, say this, though. Um, yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off, Champ, but um, wait, wait, wait. honestly, I think, the, I think the reason why I think WWE's purpose with having the library is to pretty much put it on the network, like you said, Chan. I mean, that was my first thought when I heard about when I read the story. They're gonna put it on the put it on the network, just like they have WCW, ECW, AWA, all of them. As far as them like really doing anything, I mean, I don't see nothing else beyond that. With this, they can actually show classic matches of AJ, Samoa Joe, Austin Aries. They can show their matches before they made it to WWE. So they would have but, a library. So fans who don't know, who just started knowing who these guys were, you know, the younger fans, they can yeah, get a better yeah, look of yeah, who they were. I, mean, I, was, I, I was thinking about the network, but like, you know, you how you mentioned AWA, NWA, WCW. None of those companies were in existence. Like, how does that change by TNA still being a running company? Like, are there going to be some restrictions? Can they only, you know, like? Honestly, I, I, I don't think they no longer keep the name TNA. Because I mean, their majority owner already stated that. He's going to repackage the whole entire company. So I think that the name is no longer TNA. Yeah, and they and they just canceled their Friday showings. So their Friday tapings. So they maybe just take well, some time off. Well, they did. They did have uh, TV tapings uh, this past. I believe it was Monday. They just had TV tapings. Yeah. And they had a couple of shockers that happened. If y'all want to know what they are, look on the net. They're all over the net. We're not going to tell them to you here. But, yes, it was a lot of shock. It was a couple of shockers that took place at the recent TV tapings that will probably air uh, very soon on uh, on, Pop, on uh, Pop TV. So just keep an eye out, out on that. But um, True, sure. Hold on. I just, there was one thing I, I did want to bring up from, uh, that I did like from Bound from Glory. My man, Moose. That entrance, though. Yeah. Oh, the football players. Man. Yes. I love it. That was that was I dope. Loved it. That was dope. That was dope. I liked it too. That was that was dope. That was dope. I liked that joint. 
I mean, it gave like, me the WrestleMania I, type feeling. Yeah, and I, I I also was a fan of the fact that Damian Sandow has been with TNA for a short period of time, and he already has a title. Whereas he WWE for, what, three, four years and never got a championship? He came, he snipped the championship like once or twice, but other than that, never won a championship. He's in TNA for like a month or two and already has a championship. Well, technically, he, him that man is world tag team champion. Oh, yeah, that's right. They were. Damn. But, I, but, but, I completely, but Miz never let him hold the title. I completely forgot about that. But Miz never I mean, let him hold the title. I know. We was fucked up. And saying that was pretty much the same thing. They didn't even let her get a replica. They didn't get him the kid's photo. That was, that was disrespectful. Oh, yeah, I honestly that though, nah, I remember that shit. Honestly though, I'm glad to see, I'm glad to see him do, actually doing something somewhere else. Because I mean that was a lot of potential and talent wasted. Just like Cody Rhodes. Honestly, I thought Rhodes, I thought the Rhodes Scholars was going to be a great tag team for years to come. I thought it was going to be better than Legacy, especially once. Damien really, 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 really got onto the mic and showed his potential and his ability to play any type of character. Uh, right. That was one of the many time, That was one of the many balls that WWE dropped. <laughs> yeah. No bullshit. No bullshit. Him and Cody made everything work that they did. Yeah, they did. Anything they ask them to, they turn it into gold. Speak, speaking, speaking of the Miz, a uh, little segue there. Um, the how do y'all feel? How do y'all like the feud between the Miz and 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 Ziggler going into their match, career versus title, at No Mercy this Sunday? Okay, I, like um... I don't. <laughs> I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Chill take the lead on this one. Yeah, I want to hear Honestly, what Chill's got to say about that. He had that um, and you know he's gonna say something, something prophetic okay. on this one. I'm not against this feud, but I'm not a hundred hundred percent with it either. Because I mean. honestly, both of these men deserve to be in a world title picture. People will say what they want about the Miz, but his intercontinental championship ring has been very entertaining. He's Is been a great passing champion. Is it been great. I mean, I've been entertained. Miz, this version of the Miz has been very entertaining. Then, then he has his wife by him, by his side too. I mean, that makes his gimmick even more better. I mean, it sells it more. Then I look at those Ziggler, like, I mean, how many times they going to put the IC title on this guy? How many times are you going to still be fighting for the IC title? I mean, granted, these two guys have a good feud, but, like, can we see them fighting for more than just the Intercontinental Championship? I mean, we've seen them fight for this title before. That's another thing. I mean, this is not the first time they're fought for the IC title. I mean, last couple of occasions, it was Dolph Ziggler that took the title from Miz. 
So can we get something new with these two? Yeah, but this is a different situation because of the fact that it's, you know, Dolph Ziggler's career versus Miz's Intercontinental title. And, um, I mean, if the rumors are true, then this is just, this might be a way for them to write Ziggler off and, you know, possibly try to repackage him. But did y'all see the shit on SmackDown when they yeah. went with uh, Miz was on, uh, on Miz TV, when the Miz TV and Dolph came on there, they had a tribute. Did y'all see that shit? Yo, that's I didn't see SmackDown. Yo, okay. he is probably one of the best WWE segments in a long time. Alright, for those of y'all who probably did not see it, I'm going to break it down for you. The Miz had Miz TV. He had this little tribute to Dolph Ziggler, which of course in true heel fashion was basically mocking his career. And then, you know, Dolph had came out before they even played the tribute. And then after they played the tribute, then the Miz brought out um, Kenny and I think it was Mikey from the Spirit yeah. Squad out there to do cheers for Dolph Ziggler. This shit was hilarious, son. I was like, yo, wow. where did they dig these two motherfuckers up at, man? I was like, yo, this is some funny shit. And, you know, they mock- did the mocking cheers and everything like that. Uh, it ended with... Um, Dolph, Dolph basically uh, somewhat standing tall, though he ended up, you know, the the you know the the spirit squad got their shit off, but you know, but it's just basically just it was just a, it was a great segment. It was definitely a great segment. But you you want to know the best part wow. about that segment? The best part about that segment is that they brought the guy from WWE like that does the voiceovers. They made it look like they were doing a WWE 24 special on the failure of Dolph Ziggler. Like, they made it like yeah. it was a WWE 24 special. Like, you were really about to click on demand and see that shit pop up. Like, it was just golden. And and I think the one thing I don't like about this is it's impossible to either end or miss this in the kind of the title reign, which is the best sense possibly when Kevin Owens had Probably safe to say. And Kevin Owens, this title wasn't all that crazy, but Miz, like, he's... Miz is, outside of Miz and, and Eva Marie, he's, he's the only true heel that people legit hate. Like, people really hate the Miz, and that's why it works so well for him that he doesn't care what people think, like, that that's just what it is, and the Dolph thing. Like I was, like just like you said about repackaging. That's the first thing that came to my head. You know, since he's so good at stealing gimmicks, why don't why doesn't he do the uh, Hulk Hogan Mr. Patriot angle, where he's clearly <laughs> it's clearly Dolph Ziggler, but he has a dead mask on and he's trying to deny it. Like I don't know what they're planning on doing with it, but. I, I would rather see Dolph be packaged and gone or even retired because I'm not going to see Dolph and then Miz is hot or anything. Well, it's funny because with this pay-per-view coming up, No Mercy, there are a lot of intriguing storylines coming into this, this event. You know, you have Becky, you know, Becky Lynch and 
um, and Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss got a pinfall victory over Becky Lynch in a tag team match uh, this past Thursday. Uh, Becky Lynch tagged with Brie Bella against, I mean, Nikki Bella against uh, Carmella and uh, Alexa Bliss. After Alexa was in a one-on-one match with, with Nikki, and it broke down into chaos. Uh, so you got that storyline where, you know, it looks like the uh, the upstart from NXT, uh, Alexa Bliss, might end uh, Becky Lynch's title run early. You got the intrigue of the triple threat match between, for the world title where, you know, Cena, they had that promo where AJ came out, called out Cena and, and you know, talked trash. Dean came out, talked trash. Cena came out, and both opponents was talking trash to Cena about what he's going to say and all this other stuff, and Cena just said, talk is cheap, and just whooped ass. Uh, hey, <laughs> which was, hey, I, you know, what, what, I actually like that. What, what was the line that Dean Ambrose dropped? Like, he he dropped something heavy on Cena, and I can't remember what it was. I can't remember I either, because I was watching it after I got off work, and I was half asleep, so I, I, I missed it too, but I know, I know that line was epic. I mean, both of them dropped balls on Cena, and Cena just gave him the whole talk of sheep and started whooping everybody's ass. So it was yeah. just funny. But but yeah, Ambrose had a he dropped one on Cena. Uh, I can't remember what it was, but it was it was golden. And then you also have you know Miz and Dolph Ziggler. That that uh, storyline has just been so entertaining and, and interesting since for the last couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, the tag title. Even the tag title match has a, has a good storyline to it. With you know, uh, Beauty and the Man Beast, and the, and the, and the Thugged Out Usos. The Thugged Out Usos trying to go after um, damn um, what you call it? Trying to go after uh, American he Alpha. Baby. That's right. He slayed a baby. That man right there. That's 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 even that's been an entertaining. Uh, Storyline. In my opinion, like four championship matches have have been, have had great, interesting storylines, and then the the, the Bray, Bray Wyatt and, and Randy Orton. Yo, now that right there, that is a feud that you can't not watch. That feud is awesome. Honestly. I, I I like what SmackDown is doing. I, I enjoy what SmackDown is doing. <laughs> Almost definitely. I, I, how do y'all feel about Hill? How do y'all feel about Hill Usos? Who? Hill Thugs Out Usos. I'm telling you, man. Them Bamas look like they stand still and take a picture. It's gonna be the color of a mixtape, dog. For real. Honestly, I think it was about time for him to have that heel turn. But the only thing that blows me about the Usos is they're the same damn person. But they some niggas now. I don't care what anybody says. I mean, they yeah, they some niggas, niggas but they still the same <laughs> damn nigga. Like, it's like they do the same exact moves. Both of them do the same exact moves. Nothing really separates one from the other one. That that angle like that does bother me. <laughs> can, can can I can I be honest? What's up? Hill Usos, Hill Usos, that made me realize I don't like the Usos. 
I just, I just heel or face, I, I, I don't like them. It's like with, yes, I get their heels, but they're just trying too damn hard. Like, like I, I, the, the Usos have always been corny to me. Like I've always felt like they were corny, and I just yeah. feel like it was like the, I just always felt like there was a kid in high school who tried too hard to be bad to fit in. And it just, it, it, I, and and now I see them as heels. I always feel like maybe if they were heels, maybe it would be, you know. But in the end, I just realized like, in Lord face, like I, I don't care. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm with you on that, Coach. Like that's how I feel. It's like nothing about them. It's like they're the same person. Like I never seen a tag team that it was just two guys of the same. I mean, it's like it, they're the Samoan the version star. of the Bashams. Who'll be the breakaway Neither one star. of them is a breakaway. Oh, Neither one of them. <laughs> That's the Bash, thing. Nothing Bashams. about them separates each other from them. Bash, Bashams weren't even real twins. That's the fucked up part. I, oh, I know. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. But I agree with you, Shields. I love what SmackDown is doing. They act every single, most of their matches all have an intriguing storyline to them. It seems like Raw, Raw is just like, I mean, I don't know what Raw is doing. I like what they did Monday night, putting the title back on Sasha and whatnot. I like that. Your boy Bootyhead about to be in a Hell in a Cell match with Rusev for the U.S. title. I will say that, that that feud, that storyline has actually been very, very good to watch for the most part. Uh, and then, you know, the whole Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens thing has been pretty entertaining to watch as well. I mean, those those storylines have been pretty entertaining to watch. But for the most part, I'm just like, you know, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Right. Do you think the third, do you think the third hour is killer all in their, their storylines? Yeah. Uh, SmackDown only has the two hours. They have no time to waste fight. Yeah. I mean, honestly, with the brand split, I thought that Raw should have went back in two hours just because of that. I mean, yes, they do have the Cruiserweight title now, but what is Raw really offering us to sit through three hours of it? Not to mention, fans haven't been going nuts for the Cruiserweight matches. Though they did kind of show some respect to it uh, this past Monday, though. They kind of got into... Because uh, they got a nice little rivalry with uh, T.J. Perkins and D. Brian Kendrick. I mean, they kind of getting into it now, but, I mean, before they was like, they just didn't give a single rat's ass about it. But now they're starting to get more into it, so I can give them that part. But I will say this. Like I said, they have a couple of very intriguing storylines and very intriguing uh, feuds there. Basically, the universal title picture with, Rollins and, and KO, and then you add in Jericho was like the wild card to that. You know, it's like boom, there you go. But and then you have, um, you know, now the Braun Strowman storyline starting to evolve. Now he wants um, better competition. Now he don't want to squash jobbers no more. He actually wants to actually fight somebody. So that's kind of intriguing. You know, the women's title uh, picture. You know, Sasha and, and Charlotte actually main evented Russ, uh, a Raw. It's been about eight years since a, a women's championship match main evented 
it's been a long time. I, it's been probably longer than eight years since a women's championship match main event at Raw, and it lived up and it was amazing. Um, and then, but I mean, those are only two or three storylines that really grab your attention. There's nothing else on that show that really is grabbing your attention. Oh, and then it's, uh, both uh, Booty Hair and, R- and Rusev, but that's it. Like three or four storylines out of a show that goes three hours. Oh, five, I should say. I forgot about the Cruiserweight, uh, T.J. Perkins and D. Brian Kendrick. Those five storylines out of a three-hour show. Those are the only storylines that really uh, uh, grab your attention. You know, nothing else is really grabbing your attention when it comes to um, to Monday Night Raw. And it's supposed to be the flagship show. It's supposed to be a flagship show. But the flagship show is not, you know, living up to the hype that it's supposed to live up to. Not at That's all. why their ratings are sucking. Yeah. That's why their ratings are sucking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, I'm sorry. Right now, SmackDown is looking like the flagship show. <laughs> but this I mean, is the first time this happens. Every time they do, you're right. It's not. SmackDown takes over. Honestly, Every SmackDown got dropped for a while. <laughs> Like, like, during the first brand split, like, the the last couple of years, it wasn't the same. It was like, it lost a lot of its luster. Yeah, well, it, so really has, the, it really has. That was when the Guerrero stuff happened. They didn't know what they wanted to do with ECW. Um, like, it, was, it was a lot going on. Well, I'm looking forward to No Mercy this Sunday. It's going to be a good show. It's definitely going to be, I, I feel it's going to be a good show. But uh, I do want to move on, though, because we're now in October, and what that means is, of course, you know, football, but what that also means is playoff baseball, ladies and gentlemen. The MLB playoffs are in full swing. They already had the AO wild card game to determine who is going to go on to face the Texas Rangers in the NLCS, and it went to the Toronto Blue Jays in 11, in 11 innings on a walk-off three-run home run that took place uh, Tuesday night. Right now, the San Francisco Giants and New York Mets are deadlocked in a 0-0 tie in the bottom of the eighth inning uh, in New York. The winner of that game moves on to uh, – to Friday night, and they will face the, the the number one seed in the NL playoffs, the Chicago Cubs, who for the first time in over eight decades won over 100 games this year and holds home field advantage throughout the uh, NL playoffs, which means that if they advance to the NLCS, they will have home field advantage against whoever they face out of, uh, in the NLCS. The Nationals they will, of course, um, they begin their um, they begin their chance their run at the World Series this Friday as well. Um, they will face off against the L.A. Dodgers in uh, Game One of their series. Uh, Matt Scherzer will be starting for the Nationals, while Clayton Kershaw will be starting for the Dodgers in that game. Other um, other matchups in the ML in uh, playoffs for the uh, Major League Baseball include 
Of course, the Toronto Blue Jays will be facing the Texas Rangers. Uh, that series starts tomorrow at 4.38 p.m. Uh, in Texas. Uh, the Boston Red Sox, the AL East champs, will be facing the AL Central champs, the Cleveland Indians, in Cleveland at 8.08 p.m. tomorrow night uh, in game one of their series. And again, uh, Friday, the uh, Nationals, the NL East champs, will be hosting the NL West champion, uh, Los Angeles Dodgers. Toronto, again, the AL wild card, will be facing the AL West champ, the Texas, uh, Texas, in game two. And game three, the game two of Boston Cleveland will take place on Friday as well. Uh, so, yeah, this is going to be a busy, busy weekend, especially here in the DMV with the Nats playing back-to-back on, on uh, the 7th and the 8th of this uh, of this coming week for uh, playoff baseball. But, um I want to get y'all predictions real quick. Uh, predictions, predictions, predictions. Who, who moves on out of this round? Who's moving on? Who's, who's getting bounced? Who's moving on? Who do you think is going to move on? I'm going to take for the National League, I'm going to say the Cubs and the Nationals. That's all. That's who I'm going with, Cubs and Nationals. American League, I'm going to say. Hold on, who 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 does the who do the uh, Blue Jays play now? They play the Rangers. Uh, I want to say the Blue Jays. You know what? I, I might go with the Blue Jays. Blue Jays and Red Sox. I'm going Rangers and Red Sox. Okay. All right. National League. I think I, I, my heart says Nationals. I am a Nationals fan. But I just think that the fact that they won't have uh, they won't have Steven Strasburg for this series and they may not even have him for the championship series uh, if they advance, and they don't have Wilson Ramos because of torn ACL. I think that injuries have really bogged them down. I mean, they still played great baseball throughout the regular season, but that's that's just been the M.O. of the Nats ever since they moved to D.C. is they play amazing during the regular season, and then they make the playoffs, and then they shit the bed. The Atlanta so, Hawks. Yeah, yeah, they're the Atlanta Hawks of the, of the National League. Um, I, I'm going to go with the Nats, but I think that this series is going to go the full five games. And um, oh, yeah. that's, that's what's going to happen. It's going to be the Nationals, and I think the Cubs, the Cubbies, mm, it depends on who wins this wild card game tonight. If it's the Giants, I think the Cubs might have some problems because the Giants are playoff tested. If it's the Mets, the Cubs are probably sweeping the the, the, the Mets. So I I really can't pick who will go who will face the Nationals in, in an NLCS because it just depends on who they play, who the Cubs will play in the NLDS out of this wild card game. Again, if it's the Giants, the Cubs may not may take this series all the way five games and may not win it. 
if it's the Mets, they'll sweep the Mets easily. So I can't pick. But on the AL side, I will say Boston and Texas. So it'll be I say Rangers, Red Sox, ALCS, NLCS. The Nats make it, and then it just depends on who wins the wild card game tonight. If the cut and who faces. Okay. All right, before we head off to the NFL, we want to take a trip to college football. Hey, this past weekend, we had a, we had quite a few interesting games. Last, week, last Friday night, we had number six Houston beat the living shit out of Connecticut, 42-14. to We had a Pac-12 showdown between number seven Stanford and number 10 Washington. Washington beat the living breaks off of Stanford, 44-6. to SEC action, we had number one Alabama beating Kentucky, 34-6. to Big 10 action, number two Ohio State shut out Rutgers, 58-0. More ACC action, you have number five Clemson, Defeated Louisville, forty-two to thirty-six. Big Ten action. You had number four Michigan pulling the win from number eight Wisconsin, fourteen to seven. More uh, SEC action. You got uh, Texas A&M beating North Carolina. I mean South Carolina, twenty-four to thirteen. Number 11, Tennessee, beats number 25, Georgia, 34-31. North Carolina upsets number 12, Florida State, by two points, 37-35. Number 13, Baylor, squeezes past Iowa State, 45-42. Miami, 14 overall, Miami, defeats Georgia Tech, 35-21. Number 15, Nebraska beats Illinois, 31-16. Number 16, Ole Miss defeated Memphis, 48-28. Indiana upset, upset it. Number 17, Michigan State, 24-21. Number 18, Utah was upset, upset by Cal, 28-23. South Alabama, wow, really? South Alabama defeated number 19, San Diego State, 42-24. to Jesus. Right. Number 20, Arkansas defeats Alcorn State, 52-10. to Oklahoma defeats TCU by six. Number 21, TCU by six. Oklahoma State defeats number 22, Texas, 49-31. to Number 23, Florida defeats Vanderbilt, 13-6. And number 24, Boise State defeats Utah State, 21-10. to Get you caught up on your rankings. And, and your hold up. And a big, and a big shout-out. Hold up. Big shout-out going out to the University of Maryland, on homecoming last weekend, they beat the absolute shit out of Purdue. They put up a 50-burger on Purdue to their six. 
beat the shit out of them in shitty rain conditions. Beat the brakes off the family. That's what's up. That's what's up. Go Terps. All right. Your AP top 25 poll. Number one is Alabama. Number two is Ohio State. Number three is Clemson. Number four is Michigan. Number five is Washington. Number six is Houston. Number seven is Louisville. Number eight is Texas A&M. Number nine is Tennessee. Number 10 is Miami. Number 11 is Wisconsin. Number 12 is Nebraska. Number 13 is Bella. Number 14 is Ole Miss. Number 15 is Stanford. Number 16 is Arkansas. Number 17 is North Carolina. Number 18 is Florida. Number 19 is Boise State. Number 20 is Oklahoma. Number 21 is Colorado. Number 22 is West Virginia. Number 23 is Florida State. Number 24 is Utah. And rounding out the 25th spot is Virginia Tech. Almost getting close to that time where that where the games are gonna start to really count because it's gonna be playoff rankings coming up pretty soon. So you know these teams yeah. better start start making some headway. And another thing that started this that that's happened that happens in October. Well, two things. One, you know, is Breast Cancer Awareness Month all of, all through the sports world. And two, yes, the Same NBA. The NBA has started its preseason. But we're not going to go And the NHL. But That's right. since we have 28 minutes left, let's talk football. Hey, the coach dropped. I hope the, co- hope the coach calls back in because, honestly, I want him to hear my tribute to that special guy. Oh, my. Why don't you go ahead and get that out the way, man? <laughs> okay. Over the weekend, it was revealed that a certain all-pro wide receiver admitted that he is not having fun right now. That he's not having fun no more. He's shown his he frustration this season. He lost his smile. He's cried on TV. He tried to fight a, a kicking net in in loss. He's been caught on video doing some very suspect things. So as of right now, oh, and he's been in a back and forth Twitter war, uh, Twitter war with Washington Redskins defensive back Josh Norman. Well. Since this season, he hasn't been the same receiver. He has yet found the end zone, and now he is not happy. His smile is gone, y'all. So, in honor of in honor of the star receiver, I would like to play a little something for this guy, ladies and gentlemen. Here's my tribute to Mister Odell Beckham Jr.
They need you on that on that bus like eight times. Well, nah, you I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, man, man, I'm just saying. I mean, my my pettiness was inspired because he did it to himself. Well, now nah, let's, let's talk Kenny about week. Let's 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 talk week four though. Week four. Let's talk week four. Let's talk week four. How about them Redskins? Let's talk. How about that run defense? <laughs> How about them Cowboys? Anyway, Dak Prescott is the but truth. Nah. Yes, he is. He's the truth until Romo comes back week eight to reclaim his starting position. Blame Jerry Jones for that one. That. That'd be Honestly, they, they will be because, like I said on, uh, like I commented on Chico's post, I'm a firm believer of sticking with your hot hand until he goes cold. Right now, I would exactly. stick to deck. Yeah, I mean, exactly. even if Romo comes back, I'm sticking to deck. I'm going to stick to deck. Why? Because he's my hot hand. He's been hot so far. I'm not going to take him out while he's still hot. To put in someone else who might be cold, who might come in cold. Like, I'm not going to mess that chemistry up. Plus, now, plus, he has chemistry with his receivers, his tight ends. I mean, I'm not going to mess that up right now. Also, it's time for the Cowboys to really move to the future beyond Tony Romo. That time is Absolutely. now. I mean, he's he's been banged up for he's been banged up for the past four fucking years. It's time to just say, you know what? Thank you, Tony, but it's time for us to move forward. We need to do what's best for the franchise, and right now, that Prescott is what's best for this franchise moving forward. But uh. This has been a this has been an interesting week though. Um, the Buffalo Bills won two straight by shutting out the New England Patriots. That, that was a shock. Like that was the first time New yeah, England has been shut out at Major home since 1993. was the a, last time the Patriots were shut out at home. Yeah, that was a shot. Let's see. Redskins beat. Redskins beat the Browns. The Cowboys beat the Forty Nineers. But chill, did you see? Did you hear or see uh, Rex Ryan's press conference uh, after that game? No, I didn't. Yo, Rex Ryan went full, went about as full on petty as you just did on Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> with his press conference. Like he he came out and he was like, "Y'all good?" And then he mocked um, Bill Belichick. He's like, "Well." Guess it's on, it's on the LA. I mean, he he went full on. He went he went just as petty as you did on Odell Beckham Jr. It was hilarious. But Cleveland, you know, Redskins survived Cleveland, and I I say that very very succinctly. They survived because they let a team yeah. run rush shot over them, and they got lucky. Honestly, I think I think the fourth quarter is where the defense settled down. They was in position to make those turnovers. That's what I mean by settle down. I mean, yeah, I mean, you take, I mean, yeah, they had yardage, but that 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 first fumble was the motivation that their defense needed to get another fumble on the next position, on the next possession, and an interception on the on the one after that to really seal the game. So, honestly, right now I'm looking at this. Redskins team, they need to do something, especially up the middle. 
the run defense isn't pretty. I mean, people say, I mean, somebody actually said that we let no-name running backs run all over us. First of all, Cleveland, Isaiah Crowell is not a no-name running back. <clears throat> Coming into the Redskins game, <clears throat> Cleveland was actually ranked fourth in rushing. This and now they're number back. one, thanks to us. Now they're number one, thanks to us. Uh, Honestly, they might be there for a while. Or at least for another two weeks. Chills, Champ, did you see? Did we see what? Did you see Bill Belichick at that press conference after that, that L they took? He looked like he was about to cry. Those were tears. Yeah. Those were tears. Those were tears of thank God Tom Brady comes back next week. Right. <laughs> no bullshit. Let us pray they do not deflate any balls. Well, honestly, they won't come back and kick ass. I I already got Tom Brady ready as as my starter quarterback <coughs> quarterback in one of my leagues. Mm. Okay, uh, let's see what else happened that was worth talking about. The Vikings moved to 4-0 by beating the New York Giants. Pittsburgh beat How the absolute it? living shit out of Kansas City on Sunday night. And Ben Roethlisberger got oh some big God. points. <laughs> Kansas City, fuck you and your defense. They didn't cost me to lose. But it cost me a win. Due to their defense, I had to settle for a tie. And I'm very well, upset. Sucks. I'm very upset. I'm very upset. <laughs> <laughs> However, yeah, Big Ben got I would like big to, points, man. He went out there ball. However, I would like to point out another team's defense that cost me another W in a different league. Carolina. Yo, <laughs> what is going on with the Carolina Panthers, yo? <laughs> this is the NFC. Well, they were the NFC champions last year, and right now they're sitting one and three, quarter way through the season. Okay, here's here's the difference between last year and this year. Last year they had a pass rush. This year they don't. Last year they had Josh Norman. This year they don't. Last year. Cam had a respectable offensive line. This year, he don't. Kind of see the pattern? It's like this team never really progressed from last year. So, yeah. everybody knows what they do against Cam. They know once you get Cam upset, frustrated, or put really put that pressure on him, he's going to break down. <coughs> get the man on a liquid diet. But now I'm looking around like, how does your defense allow a fucking wide receiver to rack up 300 yards? How do you let a quarterback pass for over 500 yards in the same game? How is this possible? 
Here's a here's a cool stat right here. Julio Jones uh, day twelve catches, three hundred yards and a touchdown. Julio only becomes the fourth receiver in the in, since the expansion of the league to catch to have three hundred or more receiving yards. So that's that's just they're on the wrong side of history, as another wise person would say, has said before. Oh, they are really on. They are really on the wrong side of history. Um, <clears throat> but let's let's go ahead and roll out uh, week five real quick because we <coughs> are running low on time. <clears throat> okay, week five. Tomorrow night, the Arizona Cardinals travel to Levi Stadium to play the San Francisco 49ers. Both teams come into this game with a one in three record. Let you have the Washington Redskins going to going up the road to Baltimore. The Washington Redskins are twin two and the Baltimore Ravens are three and one. Then you have the New England Patriots with a returning Tom Brady. Going down to good old Cleveland. The Patriots are three and one and Cleveland is 0 and four. Another one o'clock game. You have the Philadelphia Eagles, who are three and zero, going against the Detroit Lions, who are one three. You have the Chicago Bears, who are one and three, taking on the Indianapolis Colts, who are also one and three. Next, you have the Tennessee Titans and the versus the Miami Dolphins. Both teams are one and three. Ooh, we actually got a good showdown. You have the three and one Houston Texans going to Minnesota to play the Minnesota Vikings, who are four and zero. Another one o'clock game: the one and three New York Jets take on the three and one Pittsburgh Steelers. The four o five game: you have the three and one Atlanta Falcons taking on the four and zero Denver Broncos. You have the two and two Cincinnati Bengals versus the three and well, three and one Dallas Cowboys. That made him choke just to say that. Ain't that some shit? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Sit down, Teddy you have the next. You have the next uh, four twenty-five game. The two and two Buffalo Bills will take on the three and one Los Angeles Rams. Hey. Hey, Can Kent, you remember that, I told you the Rams won it? Remember I told you last week the Rams was going to win? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Know. Okay, yeah, the San yeah, Diego yeah. Chargers, the 1-3 San Diego Chargers will take on the 3-1 Oakland Raiders. <laughs> <coughs> the 2-2 two two New York Giants will face the Green Bay, the 2-1 Green Bay Packers on Sunday Night Football. And your Monday night game features the one in two, one and three teams, the NFC South showdown between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Carolina Panthers. <coughs> Are we ready to make predictions yet? I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. Thursday night football, Arizona, San Fran. Cardinals get off the schneid. Uh, well, I Cardinals. say that 
but I say that, but that also depends on the health of Carson Palmer. If Carson Palmer's not playing, then I, I, then it might be San Francisco's game. But I think I'm going with the Cardinals. I think they finally get off the schneid uh, against San Fran. I got the Cardinals for um, that game. I'm also going to take Arizona because offensively, San Fran doesn't have enough with Blaine Gabbert as their quarterback. I'm sorry. <laughs> Absolutely. Just no. The, ball, well, hold on, the Washington hold on. Redskins. What? Hold on, no champ. Real quick, real quick. They don't have enough of Blaine Gabbert, but Carlos Hyde has been doing his thing recently, though. So if if they can't stop I mean, Carlos Hyde, been. they might have problems. If they have problems, they, they can't stop Carlos Hyde. I mean, they will have problems because I mean, San Fran has done a great job running the ball, but just like in the Dallas game, when you need more than a run game to be able to win. Once that defense figured out to stop the run and keep Blaine Gabbitt in the pocket, that was it. That was the game over. And honestly, I don't think it will be no different in this Arizona game. Okay, first 1 o'clock game, all Washington Redskins versus the Baltimore Ravens. Who you got? Baltimore ranks 19th in run offense. The Redskins showed that they're not very good against the run, but they're going against a very pedestrian run game. If the Ravens run the ball like they have a number one rush offense, they end, they could win this game, but I'm picking the Redskins. I think that uh, Kirk Cousins is really starting to feel himself. It's really starting to grow into uh, into midseason form already. Matt Jones ran really hard against uh, Cleveland, running for 112 yards in the touchdown. I really think he started, he's starting to get better. And I think that they're going to get D-Jax involved in the game, and it's going to be a wrap because their corners ain't going to be able to walk down D-Jax. So, Redskins all the way. Uh, did you know that the Ravens' defense is actually ranked in the top five? I was told that. I wasn't sure. I didn't research it myself, but I was told that. But it doesn't look like it. It really does. But anywho, anywho, um, yes, Matt Jones has looked better. I've noticed two. I've noticed one thing about Matt Jones that has improved since last season: the way he carries the ball. His rookie year, he carried the ball high, which exposed it to front, which exposed it to defenders, where they was able to make him fumble. Now he carries the ball a little bit lower as he lowers Baltimore's his pass. Baltimore's ranked number as one he... in defense. I still like the Redskins' the number chances. one ranked defense. I yeah. like the Redskins' chances. Um, honestly, I mean, he has changed the way that, he's, that he runs with the ball. Um, so I am going to take the Washington Redskins. Due to the fact that I don't think the Ravens will be able to do anything with this watching the Redskins offense. Go ahead, Lady C, because I got another stat. Just think about it like this. Number one ranked defense in Baltimore against the Washington Redskins offense, who is ranked number eight through four games. Well... After the one point ass whooping they got from Oakland, 
I actually got the Ravens for this one. Okay. All right. I think they might come back, but hey, it's NFL. Anything can happen. Still early in the season. I mean, I mean, if they could get fitted on by Michael Crabtree, we should be okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. New England versus Cleveland. New England. New England. Without even a second New thought. England. New England. Next. I mean, Tom Brady's <laughs> first game back, yeah. Honestly, it might be a better game than people might think. But, yeah, New England. Philadelphia versus Detroit. Philly. Philly. I'm going to go Philly, too. Chicago versus Indianapolis. I'm picking uh, Indy. I might have to go Indy. Not that much, but I'm going to go Indy. Tennessee versus Miami. Uh, I'm going Dolphins. Dolphins. <laughs> I'm going Titans. Okay. okay. Houston versus Minnesota. Vikings all. Vikings. I'm going to go Minnesota. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I mean, that's against Houston, but I don't think they have enough to really do any damage. New York, the New York Jets versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Man, Le'Veon Bell and Ben Roethlisberger going shit on the Jets, man. Ryan Fitzpatrick yeah. looking like shit this year. That's why I'm not starting them. Steelers all day. Steelers. Yeah, Steelers. Atlanta versus Denver. I had a tough time picking this one because Matty Ice has been doing his thing, but Denver seems like they're unstoppable at home. So I'm picking Denver in a very close game. I'm taking Denver for this one. I'm going to take Atlanta. Denver, let's see, Trevor Simeon might not even be playing this week. We don't even know who quarterback Denver will have. I don't think that Denver defense is going to be strong enough to carry them against the Atlanta Falcons, who doesn't have a pretty bad defense themselves. Cincinnati versus Dallas. Dallas. Yeah, I, I, I picked the Cowboys. I mean, Dak Prescott is just playing out of lights out football. He hasn't thrown an interception yet in his uh, career. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott's doing well. Uh, it's just a matter if Dez plays or not. I mean, even if he doesn't play, I still think they got it. So I'm going to go Cincy. I mean, I'm not going. I'm going to go Dallas. I'm sorry. I'm going to go Cincinnati because I think this is the game where Dak Prescott throws his first. In a failed interception. Go on the Buffalo corner, versus. Please. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Buffalo versus LA. Los Angeles. Without a second thought. I picked Buffalo. I did. 
I picked Buffalo. They got a lot of confidence after shutting out New England in New England, and now they're about to go on the West Coast uh, against uh, L.A. I mean, L.A.'s playing well. They're playing really well, but I think Buffalo really uh, pulled this one out, and it's going to be a close one too. So I'm taking Buffalo. I'm going to take the Bills due to the simple fact that the Rams suck outside of playing opponents in the division. I'm going to pick the Bills for the simple fact that, one, they're starting to look like a different team ever since they fired their former offensive coordinator. And two, I think they're overall, I think they have more weapons and more to them to actually win. Okay. (laughs) Chargers versus Raiders. Oakland. I'm going to go Oakland, too. That makes all three of us. Uh, New York Giants versus the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay. Sunday night game. (laughs) Green Bay, please. Okay, that makes three of us. And Tampa Bay Tampa Bay versus Carolina, Monday Night Football. I think Carolina gets it back on this one. I mean, Luke Eakley and them won't get at James because Jameis Winston's been struggling this, uh, so far this year. And with Doug Martin possibly not playing again, I no, I, I'm just going to go Carolina. Carolina's got this. Can and Carolina, please. Hmm. Honestly, I had to think about this one because yeah, Jameson, James has struggled, but he's he's had two decent games this season. And looking at Carolina's defense, they can't stop nobody. Nobody. And they still don't have a pass rush. So I'm going to be the wild card in old Tampa Bay. And that is all our picks for this week. It's been real, y'all. It's been fun. But we got to go. Any last thoughts? Go USA. We got the Ronnie Cup back. That's it? Okay. That's all I got. All right, y'all. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. This has been your boy Chills alongside DC Spoo's champ. I want to thank Coach Crixus for calling in and Lady T. You know, you can catch the Skybox every Wednesday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. We out here. But somehow we got loose from what was oh so tight. Somewhere we went wrong when we were oh so right. What's a man to do when he just can't take it? Oh, what's a man to do? What am I to do?
I had no choice What was there for 